0: The Breatherarians was not even vegan. I thought it was like you just ate air.
1: Air is not a smoothie.
0: <laughs> but I thought that was the problem with the Breatherarians <laughs> is that they didn't, you don't really last long in that cult.
1: Hello, I'm Anna Buketske.
0: And I'm Therese Laugry.
1: And this is the next Supreme San American Horror Story Rewatch Podcast. (laughs) Today's episode titled Mummy was written by James Wong let's remember he is the director of the original Final Destination film and also wrote the Edward Mordrake episode from last season which Clarice really loves
0: hell yeah we love him <laughs>
1: <laughs> <James>. uh- <laughs> <laughs> and was directed by bradley Bucher, who had also directed the previous episode and his name will probably be familiar at this point in the show he's done a lot of american horror story stuff as a writer producer director so i mean this episode is all about mummy issues so where to begin whose mummy issues are more dramatic <laughs>
0: I just feel like in this episode, everyone's just kind of being a dick. That's the (laughs) thing for me. And it's just like kind of saying shit that's like, don't say that. That's really mean and rude and
1: okay. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. I mean, everyone was kind of already a dick and here they're just escalating the dickishness. Um, yeah. And the, and the, and the weirdness. Um, shall we start with, Alex Chloe Sevigny because she's the one who's like starts narrating the episode. Yes, so she we learn a, a little bit more about her. Not much, to be honest. I mean, the motivation is very lackluster, but <laughs> we do learn a lot about her feelings about motherhood and especially her son Holden. What did you make of her whole? monologue
0: I yeah like as you said it's i i don't know if it's that convincing i don't know it's a bit weird because she's like i don't want kids but i did want to be a pediatrician because you know i just needed saving because i had a bad childhood but then i had Holden and he was my soulmate. I had another kid. Fuck I Don't really care about her. <laughs> <laughs> like I don't, I don't know. Look, I'm not a mother. I don't know a lot, about... I don't. Is that a common thing where you just like one child and the other one? You're like,
1: meh. Nah. Nah. <laughs> I mean, I wouldn't know. I'm not a mother, but I, I like. I don't know if it's my own mummy issues playing in, but I, th- I, I thought it was really fucking weird. Like not just to scarlet who is her firstborn her daughter like oh yeah who is she don't care don't give a shit my husband don't give a fuck holden i'm gonna i'm gonna love my life I'm gonna smell his head forever don't care about anyone else that sort of like obsessive motherly love is it's weird it's weird i don't know if that was the intention i found it really creepy
0: also like why he seems like a weird kid
1: i mean the fact that holden himself no disrespect to the little kid i'm sure it's makeup he's really fucking creepy anyway like he looked like a baby vampire before he was made into a baby vampire oh and he's got that
0: weird smile that's like i don't know how this have you seen that meme of like the school picture of the little boy where he's like that really awkward, like no lip smile yes <laughs> yeah. yeah that's that's holden it's just yeah. like why are you smiling like that? It's really weird <laughs>
1: it's really creepy it's yeah i'm not I'm not quite sure on on alex i I don't think there's much of a character there, to be honest,
0: yeah, I think I would say she's like one of the weakest. Main characters of like all the American horror story, and I think it it's just compacted by the fact that the the character writing for everyone else is so strong, mm. and that it's like Alex is just the afterthought of like mm, mom character
1: <laughs> yeah there's not there's not much aside from her obsessing over you know the grief of losing her child and then. I think this episode is meant to give us a little bit more depth with her, but it's it's not. I don't think it does.
0: No, it's like her personality is like this shit and just she wears a lot of berries.
1: <laughs> That's it. <laughs> yeah, I have to admit, I quite like her look. Like it's very sort of, you know, uh, a 20, 21st century take on the 19th century governess vibe.
0: Yes, <laughs> absolutely that <laughs> the I, this is skipping forward a little bit but mm. the Naomi Campbell character has a really great <laughs> line about her wardrobe oh my god she's <laughs> <laughs> <It's just> like <laughs> okay well I'll say oh but it's kind of a spoiler so I'll, I'll save it we'll get, okay, to it we okay, get to it
1: okay we'll get to it later Um, but let's talk about the other kind of big mum Son relationship that's explored in this episode, which is Donovan and Iris, and we'll talk about Donovan meeting someone else directly after this. But first of all, Donovan really fucking hates his mother, and I I might be reading this wrong, but we don't really we don't really know why, right? Well,
0: the only thing he says is that he she put him on a weird vegan diet that made him shit his pants at school. He does not come off well, I feel like.
1: No, we're not really given... We're not really... I mean, not that you, you know, need reasons. Like, that could have been a massively uh, damaging relationship without any big drama. But there's so much bile from Donovan. And, you know, like, props to Matt Bomer, who is going all out and yelling at Kathy Bates.
0: Yeah, I think that's the thing. It's like, I totally understand why Donovan would hate his mother. I don't think he needs justification for that. I think Mm. it's more the way that he talks to her is, like, so out of line for me when... So he says, look, I'm leaving, I'm done with you. I'm out of here. And, you know, she has a breakdown because, like, her whole... But this is the thing that's sad about her is that her whole Mm. life has been dedicated to her child and her child hates her. And it's like, you know, she says, I don't know who who I am if I'm not your mother. Mm. And the fact he turns around and says, if that's really true, you should kill yourself. Like, what the fuck?
1: It's really fucking vicious. Like, it's so vicious.
0: Donovan. (laughs) It's not okay. Like, I know you're a vampire now and maybe vampires don't really like kind of lose their grasp of social norms because they've been alive for so long mm. <laughs> and eating so many people. Maybe you just kind of like,
1: you know, you don't really understand things, but yeah, come on. Really I mean, you adaline. know what, like that would make sense. But also Donovan uh, has been a vampire for like, what, 30 years? Like, calm down. You are still a baby vampire.
0: He is a little bebe. Baby yeah. vampire.
1: Shall we stick to Donovan and Iris and sort of um, finish off their storyline? Yes. So after he says that to Iris, Iris actually does attempt suicide. And, you know, this is jumping ahead to the close of the episode. But Donovan has a chat with Liz Taylor, who's like, you're being a dick. You're being a dick to your mother. Yes, she's, she's also a dick. But she really loves you. And you're going to regret this. And then he saves her from from killing herself.
0: By turning her into a vampire. Which um, Okay. (laughs) (laughs) Well that I kind of understand. It's like a moment of desperation thing, right? I think it's just kinda of weird that Sally's there. <laughs> it's
1: just kinda of... It's very strange. Also, like we started this whole thing by saying everyone's been a dick in here. Sally's been a massive dick as well. Like she's literally helping this woman commit suicide and at the same time being like, Don't you dare haunt my halls
0: Don't haunt my hallways, bitch. A great line.
1: <laughs> Everyone needs to chill out in this episode. Jesus Christ.
0: Yeah, everyone's just, like, very mad at each other. Mm. And, like, I get you're in a cursed hotel <laughs> built on a portal to hell, but also, like, you know, just, like, stop saying such horrible things to each other. It's not just talk to each other just have a chat get some therapy why don't you murder a therapist and then there'll be a therapist <laughs> in the hotel and it will help everybody
1: call dr ben harman
0: call ben harman
1: call ben harman down to the Cortez. he can get help him. you out
0: <laughs> <laughs> and then his ghost he's such a bad therapist he though. is a bad therapist
1: <laughs> but he does have a good jawline though
0: does have a great jawline that would definitely get him the job at the Cortez.
1: <laughs> and sticking with Donovan, uh once he's ousted by well once he's replaced by another jawline by the Countess, um he goes out on the prowl. Um has some ill-advised snacks, goes out binging on on some addicts and <laughs> <laughs>
0: he's like, it, like how you phrased it, like it's like me having Cheetos at one a.m. <laughs> an I, ill-advised snack.
1: It's, I, you know what? It is the equivalent of that. Like he is going out and having like a dirty kebab, but in yeah. vampire equivalents at like three a.m.
0: <laughs> it's really funny. <laughs>
1: yeah. And I and I was thinking about this when I was watching the episode. The fact that he's like going after junkies um i think it's like part of his addictive personality like he was an addict but also the fact that i think he's trying to hurt himself or maybe get high in in that vampire way of like i'm gonna eat i'm gonna eat (laughs) i'm gonna i'm gonna drink um addict's blood because that's a that's an indirect way of getting high because he can't do drugs anymore
0: that's yeah it's a good analysis but but, but. i just <laughs> now that you said it, i can't stop thinking about that scene and what we do in the shadows yeah <laughs> which one Which one? The, the people that they drink the blood are the people that are high and they're like we are drugs because <laughs> 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 it's the same thing of like if you drink and <laughs> the blood of somebody who's on drugs that yes. you get like a secondhand high from
1: it <laughs> yes you also made me think of that scene in true blood um where they get high of the blood of lilith in like season five or six and they like troll around mardi gras and it's also dennis o'hare dennis o'hare is like a high vampire <laughs> and that-
0: <laughs> i love that this is such it it's like an established part of vampire mythology mm-hmm. that has cropped up so many times that you can get a second head high <laughs> from drinking blood.
1: But I'll go further with that. I'll go further. And like continuing with the getting high slash uh ill-advised snacks analogy. Um because the difference with say Donovan going out, like literally under the bridge, like the chili pepper song, and finding an addict to eat. And all the vampires in what, what we do in the shadows, like getting a little bit tipsy, <laughs> is that he's doing it by himself. He's all alone. It's like such addict behavior. It's not like, oh, we're going to we're gonna get a little bit, we're, we're going to pass a joint around and get a high. Tee hee hee. This is like, no, I'm really depressed and all by myself and I've just been dumped by my maker slash wife vampire wife, and I'm gonna go back to my, my worst habits, my worst coping mechanisms. Literally under a bridge, with a hood over my beautiful, mad bowman face.
0: Yeah. That's sad.
1: I'm sorry, I made it sad again. Let's go back to the kebab.
0: But, but hey, look. Silver lining to this cloud. Look who turns up.
1: Ramona Muriel turns up.
0: Angela Bessetalove!
1: Do she's back she's wearing an amazing electric blue jumpsuit she looks like a full meal <laughs> like not even a snack like this do not let's not disrespect Angela Bassett yes
0: yeah, she's like one of those like five course taster menus where you just get like all the good shit yeah.
1: <laughs> so who is Ramona Royale
0: I mean she's basically Pam Greer right yeah pretty much pretty much <laughs> Pam Greer, but like for this time we decided to not just borrow from history because I guess maybe she'd sue. I don't know. Mm. Um, but yeah, she's basically Pam Greer, like a black exploitation star who really wanted to like break into the the mainstream. I guess white Hollywood, and it wasn't happening for. Uh, But then Lady Gaga turns (laughs) up and she's like, hey, (laughs) do you want to be a vampire? It's pretty cool. She's like, oh, yeah, sure. (laughs) And she becomes a vampire.
1: Yes. Until Ramona falls in love with a 90s rapper and turns him into a vampire as well. And Lady Gaga gets real jealous, like real jealous, kills everyone shoots the rapper, dumps Ramona. So Ramona now is trying to is has kidnapped Donovan trying to concoct a, a, a way of getting back at her ex. So they broke up in the 90s. So actually the timeline is probably that Donovan was Lady Gaga's like boyfriend partner directly after Ramona
0: probably yeah it matches up
1: for 30 years coming up with a plan to like get back at the countess
0: and the best she could come up with is kidnap <laughs> this guy under a bridge
1: yeah yeah Put yeah him
0: on a dialysis machine
1: also kidnap him on the day or the week that he's been dumped and replaced by the countess
0: it is a plan <laughs> <laughs>
1: she well her plan is really not to kill donovan so much as kill the baby vampires
0: yeah i get it they're weird
1: <laughs> you know what i'm with ramona kill those fucking kids like they are weird and creepy and they are not gonna be any good it's and then you get mm. all
0: the jelly beans for yourself
1: and you get the tiktok room for yourself
0: and the tiktok room <laughs> yes
1: and. I mean, we'll talk. We'll talk. I'm sure we'll mention Pam Grier a bit more in all those references. But shall we talk about the Countess and her plans for Will Drake?
0: Yes. So (laughs) 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 the Countess turns out maybe not the smartest lady in the world. (laughs) Gave all of her money to Bernie Madoff. Now has no money.
1: (laughs) Zero pennies.
0: And so her plan is just to Black Widow Will Drake. And I mean that in the original context, not the... She's not going to do, like, a spin and, like, crush him with her thighs.
1: She probably could, but she's not going (laughs) to.
0: She's not going... I mean, like, original Black Widow, she's going to marry him and then kill him. And then inherit all his money and the hotel because the, the implication is that she also lost ownership of the hotel because mm-hmm. she gave it to Bernie Madoff because again weirdly not a smart woman <laughs> despite being <laughs> like a hundred years old <laughs> yes
1: and also I guess Bernie Madoff very good con man this is true yeah but yeah there's there's only one issue is there And that's that uh, Will Drake is gay.
0: Yeah, but like, you know, sexuality doesn't apply when you're Lady Gaga. (laughs) (laughs) Right? This is the implication (laughs) that she's like, she just supersedes sexuality.
1: (laughs) I could not have said it better myself. (laughs) You know
0: what? She is the entire pride flag. (laughs) (laughs) She just like... just you all of it just loves the whole pride bag just loves lady gaga
1: (laughs) does that make sense it does (laughs) and you know what i was i was thinking there are maybe like a handful of people in history pop let's pop culture history that kind of supersede sexualities where it's like it doesn't matter what your orientation or gender is this person comes on to you it's gonna happen it's just gonna happen Lady Gaga's one Prince was another Yes. and I'm trying to think of a third
0: oh it's hard it's hard right
1: (laughs) (laughs) that's what she said
0: hey Hey. Hey.
1: (laughs) oh I'm gonna say maybe Bowie
0: yeah yeah.
1: Not fair. not even like a handsome man, but...
0: David Bowie in Labyrinth. <laughs> right? That's okay. the one that just like supersedes all sexuality.
1: David Bowie in The Man Who Fell to Earth for me, but I will give you Labyrinth.
0: <laughs> but I feel like that's the one, right? Because of the, the crotch bulge. It just like, it's hypnotic. <laughs>
1: <I'm>... <laughs> for, you all, were... for all peoples. I was thinking of the hair, but okay.
0: I thought that. I haven't even seen Labyrinth, but I thought that was the entire point of the movie. (laughs) (laughs) Was the. The The crotch bulge. (laughs) (laughs) And the little worm that just goes, Me, I'm just a worm. That's all I know about (laughs) Labyrinth. You've never seen Labyrinth? I've never. Well, this is a whole thing. I wasn't. (gasps) As a child, I don't know why I wasn't shown any of these, like, 80s classics like live action classics i don't know uh-huh maybe my parents were like it's cursed <laughs>
1: <laughs> i wasn't showing them either i just i just found them but labyrinth is not one that i like developed a, a childhood affinity for that was not one of my go-to films but you should watch it it's it's so you
0: yeah, I've been kind of working through, like, I saw The Princess Bride mm-hmm. a couple of years ago, like, i would never seen that, Aww. so I'm slowly working through them. But I want to see Labyrinth, like, at the cinema. Yes. Again, there's so many movies I haven't seen that I haven't watched because it's like, I can't watch this on my own. Because I had this conversation yesterday, I've never seen Showgirls, and it's like, I can't just what? watch Showgirls on my own, though. That's what? like a loser move.
1: <laughs> okay, no, it's not, but also we're watching Showgirls. We're 100% yeah, can
0: please like take me to a screening of showgirls. I would take you to a screening
1: <laughs> of showgirls. I kinda promise that I won't be like laughing the entire time or screaming lines at the screen. <laughs> but also there's this amazing documentary which I really, really rate, called You Don't Know Me, um, as in N O M I, which is sometimes playing with Showgirls at the Prince Charles cinema, and oh. it's it's all about like the afterlife of the film and how fans have been obsessed with it and writing musicals and books and whole albums and poems about showgirls it's fascinating
0: my only concern is will it i is it gonna change how i feel about kyle mclachlan
1: have you seen sex in the city yes no it's not gonna change how you feel about him at all okay because if, if you're worried about seeing Kyle MacLachlan in, like, a sexualized role, then if you've seen Sex and the City already, then you're fine.
0: Okay, it's more, he's just, like, the precious little David Lynch boy, right? <laughs> yeah,
1: but he's definitely not that in this.
0: Exactly, it's hard to see him outside of that context.
1: <laughs> <laughs> you see, I think I saw him first in Sex and the City, and then Showgirls, and then Twin Peaks. So right. my journey CIA. was the opposite. <laughs>
0: I saw him first in blue velvet, um, yeah my introduction to sorry, no. we're very off track. I don't know how we got to Kyle McCclaclin
1: <laughs> well let's let's circle back to basically the last thing we should oh, I mean, you know there's a serial killer in the loose. Do we have any thoughts about Detective West making no progress whatsoever in his job? I. F- like <laughs> fine <laughs>
0: I... and then he's like. Making out with Sally. Just biting his ear. Very weird.
1: She's not just biting his ear. She full on, like, takes his dick out in the elevator while she's handcuffed.
0: Yeah, and he's like, "Mm, okay.
1: (laughs) (laughs) And then suddenly remembers that he's a detective. And she's suspect. He's like, no, 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 no. But maybe yes. No, no, no. But maybe later.
0: Yeah, he just, he feels very, like, he's just like he's very confused whatever's happening is happening
1: a very passive man
0: yeah and then i guess one other scene we should mention is that so alex wants a divorce Mm
1: -hmm. and also
0: this is one of the really out of line lines of this episode i find Mm -hmm. is that she tells him he doesn't have a drinking problem and he should have a drink Which feels like extremely problematic behavior. I just feel like you don't tell somebody who just don't say that to a person. It's not okay. Like, obviously, if he believes he's an alcoholic it's because he's recognized that he has, like, an internal issue. And she says it's all about control, but it's like, yeah, that's what alcoholism is. It's like a, it's a control thing. Like oh, yeah. that's the psychological basis of it. What the fuck are you talking about, Alex?
1: Oh, I'm really that.
0: mad at everybody.
1: Oh, I'm um, I'm I'm almost like worried about bringing up the last scene we need to talk about, which contributes absolutely nothing to the plot, but it's really fun, and it's the scene where Claudia slash Naomi Campbell gets murdered by Dark Schmidt. <laughs>
0: yeah cause he's been in the mattress like he's been maturing like a little cheese <laughs> and he pops out
1: <laughs> he's always in the mattress he's popped up how many times and he's like are you in the same mattress my dude <laughs> or do they change you do so they like repot you
0: <laughs> mature into a little brie man
1: <laughs> I'm, i almost expected him to like erupt as full Schmidt it's like oh I have matured from <laughs> the darker timeline version of Schmidt who's an addict in LA to neurotic overachiever corporate Schmidt
0: in his little kimono yes,
1: <laughs> yes. <laughs> critiquing Naomi Campbell's um, sleepwear that would have been fun
0: yeah but she's dead
1: yeah which is fine, because she is not a very good actress.
0: Like, she is an icon in all other senses, but yeah, she's yes. not a great screen actor. <laughs> so it's <laughs> for, probably for the best that she's dead now.
1: Yeah. Do you have any other comments about this episode, or shall we move on to our categories?
0: I guess, look, if we're just, if we're tallying up the weird shit that's being said in this episode. Mm-hmm also hated the fact that that detective Lowe tries to reunite with alex and then making out and he's like let's have another baby
1: oh that was a terrible line
0: what the fuck like everybody just everybody stop it <laughs> you're all acting so weird be normal
1: this is american horror story normal does not exist normal means that you're a ghost
0: That's true. I meant be normal for, like, within the context of, like, you being a ghost vampire, blah, 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 (laughs) (laughs) blah. But they're, like, there are rules to that, you know?
1: (laughs) I actually, I really like that scene, to be honest, because it felt like the most human. Like, they're clearly not aligned as a couple, and both have a lot of issues. But that felt like, actually, a well-written scene where that's something that John would 100% say. Because he's just not, he doesn't understand why they're separating. Yeah, I think
0: that's why it bothered me. Because it is a realistic thing for a man to say in that situation. But it's also like, no.
1: (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) And like, it's such a tender, I thought it was like, they were really good in that scene where they sort of start, you know, making out and stuff. And he says that and it's like that spell of a potential reunion completely lifts and it's probably the most, well, emotionally grounded scene in the whole episode.
0: No, you're right. You're right. I think it, I think all that contributed to me just feeling extremely uncomfortable because, like, I don't know.
1: I mean, yeah, it's I, fucking weird. It's fucking weird. Let's circle
0: back to the idea that just murder a therapist, please. <laughs> just murder a therapist. <laughs> please. It's for the good of everyone at the hotel.
1: Uh, let let's just go on the record. And say we're not um, promoting any therapist murders at all. Therapists are wonderful people, and they do a lot yeah. of good.
0: I'm just saying, in the con only in the context of you're already a ghost trapped within the walls of a haunted hotel. Yes, 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 yes. And the only way that you can keep somebody in the hotel is to murder them and turn them into a ghost.
1: You know what they should do? Then
0: it's practical, you know.
1: They should, I think, host a therapist conference at the hotel. <laughs> so then they can all like interact with a different selection of uh qualified therapy practitioners yes and then they can pick the ones that they want to murder and keep in the hotel that sounds great planning i mean you know the council should call me is all i'm saying for for planning reasons (laughs) (laughs) shall we move on to our categories Yes. (laughs) Yes. <laughs> what was your top quote of the episode?
0: Oh so many good ones <laughs> <laughs> Um Okay. Oh can I say two? Go for it. Um Okay, so the one I kind of alluded to before when when Claudia comes back as a ghost and, and Alex is there mm-hmm. and she goes, Is this hell? No, th- if this were hell, I'd be the one in that awful Zara knockoff that you're wearing. <laughs> Which is very funny because I used to shop at Zara a lot. <laughs> I still shop at Zara. What's wrong with Zara? I quite like Zara, but the it's Zara's funny been... you say awful Zara knockoffs. It's not even Zara. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's, like... it's like fucking pimkie or something. Yeah. <laughs> I really
1: enjoyed that. That's really good. What's your second one?
0: The second one is when um, Tristan, mm-hmm. oh my god, walks in <laughs> when Will, like the Countess, is trying to seduce Will Drake. Yeah, and he goes, <laughs> "Where did you get the balls to eat out of my dish, man?" Um,
1: I just can't imagine
0: calling Lady Gaga like a dog bowl. <laughs>
1: I. <laughs> <laughs> that was also my favorite quote.
0: Oh, I'm sorry, I stole it. No,
1: no, no, it's fine because it's such a fucking great line. And also, the Tristan is the worst of the worst. I judge Lady Gaga a little bit for choosing to replace Donovan with him. Where I'm like, are you joking? <laughs> are you kidding me? Yeah, well,
0: Cut out of his tongue. He's like a massive himbo, but with like anger issues it's like not a great combination
1: because that was going to be my quote so I'm going to pick another one which was my second choice which I kind of alluded to before and it's mainly because of Lady Gaga's delivery when after Tristan interrupts her and Will Drake getting it on she kind of does this thing where she's like you know I'm going to go deal with with my pet (laughs) and just Quietly. So, so quietly. And matter of factly. Tells Will Drake. By the way. You're hard. And just leaves.
0: Yes.
1: (laughs) (laughs) The way I clutched my metaphorical pearls. (laughs) When she she
0: said that. Just perfection.
1: Honestly. And it, it goes back to that thing we were talking about earlier. Of like... It doesn't matter. It does not matter who you are. Lady Gaga says that to you. Yep, yeah, you are. You're gonna be hard. That's that's just a fact of nature.
0: She just like is above all things.
1: So, what about the best fit of the episode?
0: Well, this is hard because it's kind of like it's a selection of fits, mm-hmm. but it's that montage of Ramona and the Countess like over mm-hmm. the years and it, it goes from like 1978 to like early 90s I guess 1989 mm-hmm. and it's like a four different outfits and like they're all great I, I can't choose between them like there's um. a big leather lead, leather jacket there's like a beaded situation going on it just yes. all looks great
1: I'm actually going to pick one that's neither Ramona or the Countess Oh, controversial I am gonna go with Liz Taylor's sequence outfit she's wearing towards the end of the episode when she has a chit chat with Donovan like this beautiful golden sequin outfit and like it just looks amazing on her
0: that is a great pick
1: and it's so like nonchalant as well because she's just tending to the bar having a chat with Donovan and It's the casualness of it that I love.
0: You know what the worst fit of this episode is? Go for it. (laughs) It's that shirt that Tristan wears. It's like, I kind of want to say maybe it's Versace, but it's mm, it's so ugly. Like the pattern, gold, flowers, chains, they're very, um... He,
1: He is like still continuing to wear kind of the similar clothes that he had to wear at the runway at Will Drake's show the bull Drake's show but like in his downtime which i don't quite like why you? Why are you doing this to yourself you're so handsome <laughs> uh, oh um, moving on <laughs> what is a boma bono award for the horniest moment
0: i want to say i feel there's quite a few in this episode but i want to say when angela bassett licks blood off of lady gaga's titty very horny
1: yes in fact that whole montage of them together i'd even say the moment where lady gaga first walks into that hotel um bar where she's having the meeting with the producer and they just lock eyes just
0: any shot of them when they're both in the shot (laughs) 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 because they're two like aggressively beautiful women (laughs) that it's very overwhelming.
1: They to are aggressively watch. beautiful. I think that's exactly on point.
0: It's like I feel humbled by it <laughs> You know?
1: Yes. I I understand completely. And what was the cinematic reference of the week or uh the insensitive historical Hollywood reference?
0: I guess Pam Pam Greer
1: yeah, and black exploitation in general, isn't it?
0: Yeah, and there's like they had a bunch of movie posters
1: which were all basically modeled after Pam Grier films like um Foxy Brown and they like they they pretty much rip rip off sounds negative, so they didn't like rip them off but they very visually took literally the likeness and the the graphic design and the titles and just read them a little bit and put Angela Bassett in there instead
0: yeah because there's even one that was um what was the title it was something like a horror one um, oh
1: yeah yeah like she was um oh my god Bride of Blackenstein
0: <laughs> which I think is was referencing Scream, Blackula, Scream, because she was in that nineteen
1: seventy three. Yeah, and obviously Blackula was a massive success, uh, for both black exploitation, like horror black exploitation films. Although Pam Greer wasn't in the first one, although the first one is fantastic, and then yes. she had stuff like Slaughter Sister, Silky Fine. Uh, those were like the three posters that were shown. Um, but obviously Pam Greer was had a really successful career in the 70s, mostly in backspotation films, never quite broke through into mainstream Hollywood acting. Um, but until she starred in Jackie Brown in the early 90s, uh, the Tarantino film, which I still think is one of his best films and one where his neurosis shined the least. And <laughs> that was pretty much kind of... A, a vehicle for Pam Grier, who he had loved since her 70s work.
0: Yeah. And so there's a couple of other references as well. Oh, yeah. Go on. Um, When she's talking to the Hollywood producer, she talks mm-hmm. about um a role that Jane Fonda is being considered for. Mm-hmm. And that's the Hal Ashby film, Coming Home, from 1978, yes. uh, which was... I'm very Oscar Bailey. <laughs> it's, um, it's about a, a woman and her husband's a Marine and then she, she meets um a paraplegic Vietnam war veteran mm-hmm. and it got eight nominations at the Oscars and
1: It's a very good film though. Yeah. And it's uh I mean it has absolutely nothing to do with this episode, but one thing yeah. that about <laughs> this film that uh I always remember fondly is that it's one of those rare films, and it got contro- it w- it was controversial at the time because it showed um John Void and Jane Fonda's characters John Voight being the paraplegic for vet and Jane Fonda, the activist who's his love interest having sex and her having an orgasm and that was extremely controversial at that time,
0: yeah, that is true, yeah,
1: because it was like um. Because it was a woman having an orgasm on screen from oral sex. So that was... They really... And apparently she... I think she... I'm not sure about John Void, Like, really fought to keep that scene in the film. Because it was important to show, you know, like, disabled folks' sexuality and...
0: Yeah. And so there's also... Liz Taylor at some point makes a reference to Laura Harvey. Mm-hmm. who well. <laughs> oh, was God. famous for, um, like he was in Room at the Top and Butterfield Eight, a, a mentoring candidate, and um, basically says he's shit.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Can a you confirm? Harsh. Is he shit?
0: No, never. No, no. It's fine, right? Okay. <laughs> Right, I don't remember him being like like famously bad at acting.
1: I don't remember him being at all. (laughs) Yeah, like
0: I don't super remember him from the mentoring camp. Like it's just he's quite random, like (laughs) acting a drop. Um, and also Mm -hmm. Donovan references the Colbys being in the Colbys, which was like a Dynasty spinoff for Charlton Heston. Yeah,
1: so many references and what about insensitive historical references well there's a
0: there's a couple mhm so at some point somebody mentions the building in Santa Monica where they captured whitey bulger
1: mhm so yeah iris does
0: yes yes cuz she said she's getting apartments yeah. for them and it's like the building where they captured whitey bulger who um was a famous crime boss who was also an fbi informant because he was the part of the the winter hill gang and they basically said the fbi were like hey if you tell us everything about the the patriarca crime family the the mafia because they were the mafia and he was not the mafia (laughs) (laughs) um then we'll just like leave your gang alone um and I'm trying sure so but then but then he he fled and he was on the FBI's ten most wanted futures list in nineteen ninety nine. Uh he was the most wanted person behind Osama bin Laden. So, you know. He was really wanted. <laughs> <laughs> and he was eventually <laughs> apprehended. <laughs> With his longtime girlfriend, Catherine Greig, outside your apartment complex in Santa Monica, California, on June 22nd, 2011. And then he went to prison in 2018 and was murdered within hours. Oh, what?
1: <laughs>
0: Murdered within so, hours. Um, not a popular guy.
1: Was there any other insensitive historical references this week?
0: Oh, yeah. And Bernie Madoff, who uh, ran the largest Ponzi scheme in history, worth about $64.8 billion. And I think the part that's relevant to the episode is that they haven't really, like, reclaimed a, a lot of the money. And there's, I think, like, there's a reference that those, the people in charge of recovering the missing money may not have actually been legitimate, which is why the Countess maybe didn't get her money back. And he was sentenced to 150 years in prison, which is the maximum sentence allowed.
1: Because
0: hmm. um, I guess no one lives longer than 100, right? <laughs> why <laughs> would you sentence someone to 150 years? It's very strange to me. Um, but he died. Um, He died this year. Yes, he did. Yeah. Um, From chronic kidney disease did not make it to 150 years old because nobody fucking does
1: well you know Chris Traeger might (laughs)
0: yes (laughs) if anybody's gonna make it it's him
1: (laughs) and what about the killer of the hour? I don't know who would you say? I am gonna say the unnamed serial killer the Ten Commandments killer because he continues to stump John Lowe (laughs)
0: Oh, yeah, and he does he does another murder where he kills a bunch of gossip columnists. Yeah, yeah.
1: He, like, uh, nails sorry. their tongues to their desks.
0: Because thou shalt not bear false witness. Very true. Thou shalt not spread rumors about Tom Holland and Zendaya.
1: <laughs> <laughs> and what about the Gaga applause moment?
0: Oh, for me, it's when she... She kills Moses, Prophet Moses.
1: Oh yes, because the way crying.
0: she, <laughs> it's so tr- she's like spins around on the chair, and she's got like the perfect like Oscar tears strained mm-hmm. like, like tears around her eyes, and uh, mm-hmm. she shoots him in the head, and just walks off. <laughs> and it's just extremely Gaga at moment.
1: It's so over the top as well. Like she murders everyone, and then, like, she eats everyone in his entourage and then kills him savagely. Yes.
0: It's too much.
1: Who would you say is the MVP of the episode?
0: Ooh, it's a good question. I kind of want to say no. Mm.
1: Oh, you want (laughs) to say no MVP?
0: Well... Oh, who is it? I I feel like I guess the countess because she's going. She's sort of successively successfully seduced Will Drake, and it it seems like things are coming together for her, right? Yes. No, you. I don't know. Challenge.
1: I was gonna say Liz Taylor. You know. You know. I have a, like a preference for moral superiority <laughs> uh, she had definitely has the moral superiority and also frankly is the only person in this entire episode who's not being a stone cold dickhead to everyone else
0: yeah I feel like she's just like having this annoying task of like having to be the therapist right? Something yeah, just coming in and crying in a bar
1: that is annoying <sighs> but also part of the reason why bars exist
0: that's true, but I did you want to be the bartender?
1: <laughs> well, we shall have to wait and find out. Oh. <laughs> uh, <laughs> um. So I think we've covered everything in this episode. What can we expect from the next one?
0: I just looked at the script and it says <laughs> it highlighted things <laughs> in March accent. Okay. Oh, hard to do it on command, though. <laughs> I-, I believe in you. <clears throat> in the next episode, James Patrick March hosts a special Halloween dinner party. Isn't very good. I'm sorry. I can do better. I <laughs> love it. <laughs> I love it so Why much. Why don't more men talk
1: like that? I think uh, you should start a trend. <laughs>
0: I'm going to set up a Tinder profile be like, only swipe left if you talk like James Patrick Watch.
1: I support this. On my Hinge profile, I say that the way to win me over is to rap the L to the OG song for me. Amazing. <laughs> so far, no one has.
0: But I feel like that's the thing. you got to give a really specific commands because that's how you find the right person.
1: So, you know, you want to find a person who will rewatch American Horror Story Hotel with you.
0: Yes, absolutely. <laughs> we'll be back next Wednesday with a recap of American Horror Story Hotel. In the meantime, send us your thoughts and memes on Twitter. Follow us on at the Next Supremes pod. You can find me on Twitter at Clarice Lou.
1: And I am at Anna B. Demented. Yes. <laughs> I'm gonna be tested. to fucking tear
0: you apart.